Welcome to the Relationship Diversity Podcast, where we celebrate, question, and explore all aspects of relationship structure diversity, from soloramory to monogamy to polyamory and everything in between, because every relationship is as unique as you are. We'll bust through societal programming to break open and dissect everything we thought we knew about relationships, to ask the challenging but transformational questions, who am I and what do I really want in my relationships? I'm your guide, Carrie Jaroslow, best-selling author, speaker, intuitive, and coach. Join me as we reimagine all that our most intimate relationships can become. Here's what I learned about relationships as a young girl. An intimate relationship is between two people. If I find the right person, it is always supposed to be happy. Arguing means something is wrong and that it would lead to breakup. I can't be my full self. I need to be what someone else wants me to be. The best relationship is when the other person is everything I want and need them to be. Once in love, always in love, or happily ever after. If I'm really in love, I'm not supposed to be attracted to another person during my partnership. If I am, something is wrong. It's not okay to talk about my feelings because uncomfortable conversations are scary. It's easier to lie and sneak around than talk directly and openly. A marriage relationship looks a certain way, acts a certain way, feels a certain way, and if mine doesn't look or feel or act like that, I must not be good at relationships, and my relationship must not be good. I was shown all of this and more through my parents and my friends' parents, who most likely learned this from their parents. I saw this in my community, at my school. I remember in elementary school, I was even shown that my older sixth grade teacher who wasn't married was a spinster and told, you didn't want to end up like her. I was shown this through TV shows, music, and movies. When something infiltrates all aspects of society, it becomes a coding that we unconsciously accept as just the way it is. And anything that strays from that is wrong, bad, or shameful, pushing those who explore things outside of the norm into a life that isn't resonant with them or into the shadows. Ask yourself, when I think about intimate relationships, what are the beliefs that I hold? And then, what beliefs did I unconsciously adopt from my environment and circumstance And what is really mine? These questions take a lot of courage to ask. They take even more courage to answer. And even more courage to begin to shift your experience to your truth. When I began this process, I was terrified. I didn't really have anyone around me who was modeling a different way. I only saw unsatisfaction, which led to lying, which led to cheating, and was followed by deep wounding. Was there another way? I used to ask myself. That was when a new relationship experience came into my life. It was after my divorce. 
It was after my transformational three-month healing journey and after I had an awakening, an aha moment, that moment when I realized that I had created so much of my previous relationships from societal and familial programming. Actually, I found that maybe only, I don't know, about 40% of my beliefs were actually what I really believed. It was around that time that a man walked into my life. I wasn't expecting it or even looking for it. We connected instantly. We were both going through divorces. We were both on a spiritual journey. We were both reviewing our past with the hope of opening up to a different kind of future. Our first date lasted the entire day and most of the night. We learned a lot about each other on that very first day and into our first three months together. I learned that he had cheated on his wife through most of their relationship. He had a lot of remorse and shame around it. Upon hearing this, the person I was one year prior, before my healing journey, would have run right out the door. His cheating history would have triggered me so deeply because of what my father had done. But all the deep internal work had changed me. Instead of running away, I addressed it directly. I don't want to be lied to, I said to him. I want to do this in a different way. I would rather be open in our relationship, but honest. I'm okay if you want to be with someone else while being with me. What I'm not okay with is lying. And having the strength to be able to say that to him directly was really new for me and also really liberating. This was an eye-opening experience. In being open to a different way of relating and speaking my truth, I called back my power. I reclaimed my story, my past. The little 12-year-old girl who witnessed her parents' ugly divorce due to infidelity said no more. In that declaration to the universe, I released a lot of the programming that didn't work for me and found my own voice. My friends didn't understand it. My family didn't understand it. But I didn't care. I understood it. And although it wasn't easy, it felt important. This was the moment where I learned how to let go of all that society had programmed into me, all that I had learned from my family and friends, and found what worked for me. I got triggered a lot in my 18-month relationship with him. I felt jealous. Oh yeah, that's always the first question. I felt jealous. I felt inadequate physically. I felt scared. I felt uncertain. But I also felt challenged in a good way, expansive and liberated. Each of those moments created an opportunity to heal something that was holding me back from knowing myself intimately, my true self, not my wounded self. This questioning of societal programming coupled with looking at our own woundedness is such an important step in exploring diversity in your relationships. 
And I'm not even talking necessarily about branching out into non-monogamy or polyamory. Even in the context of monogamy, understanding how these societal programs play out in your relationship can really shift things. For example, there is a big societal belief that there's something wrong with your relationship if you do not sleep in the same bed together. This one belief haunted me for years and years. There's a big difference between intimacy and sleep. I'm a light sleeper. I also love being in my own space when I sleep. I sleep better that way. And I am in a better mood if I get better sleep. Then add children into the mix. My husband and I have never been a cry-it-out parent. Sometimes I wish I had been. Believe you me, in those early years, oh my gosh, I was so exhausted. But I just couldn't do it. We're available for our kids during the night, and it many times affects our sleeping arrangement. I felt such shame for this for so many years. And yet many of my friends who confided in me said they were doing the very same thing. Finally, I threw away the expectations and my family decided to lean into it. It's not perfect. However, it's what works for the four people in my family. We threw out the shame and threw out what people told us we should or should not do. And with the people who were actually involved, my family, we designed what worked for us in the moment. We still talk about shifting things, but when we have those conversations, we're less held by what someone somewhere told us was better for us and actually talk about what is really going on in our life and what the best choice for us would be. So by understanding what are your beliefs and what is society's programming, you can begin to clarify how you show up in your relationship. What works best for you? When you first start this process, I encourage you to just ask the question without needing an answer. Just asking the question will open you up to seeing if there might be another way that feels more aligned with your truth. Now, these are big conversations, and small steps forward will help make it feel a little easier to grasp. This podcast is here to support and encourage the process. I have so many intentions and big hopes for us as we join together in this podcast, and I'm going to go into more of that in the next episode. So stay tuned and stay curious. Thank you for listening to the Relationship Diversity Podcast. Want to learn more about relationship diversity? I've got a free guide I'd love to send you. Go to www.relationshipdiversitypodcast.com to get your sent right to you. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast. You being here and participating in the conversation about relationship diversity is what helps us create a space of inclusivity and acceptance together. 
the more comfortable and normal it is to acknowledge the vast and varied relating we all do, the faster we'll shift to a paradigm of conscious, intentional, and diverse relationships. New episodes are released every Tuesday and Thursday. Stay connected with me through my website, carriejarislow.com, Instagram, and TikTok. Stay curious. Every relationship is as unique as you are. Are you wondering why you never seem to find lasting fulfillment in your relationships? Or do you create the same kinds of relationship experiences over and over again? Can you never seem to find even one person who you want to explore a relationship with? Have you just given up hope altogether? If this sounds like you, my recent book, Why Do They Always Break Up With Me, is the perfect place to start. The foundation of any relationship, whether intimate or not, is the relationship we have with ourselves. In the book, I lead you through eight clear steps to start or continue your self-exploration journey. You'll learn about the importance of self-acceptance, gratitude, belief shifting, and forgiveness, and given exercises to experience these life-changing concepts. This is the process I use to shift my relationships from continual heartbreak to what they are now, fulfilling, soul-nourishing, compassionate, and loving. It is possible for you. This book can set you on a path to get there. Currently available through Amazon or through the link in the show notes.